I want you to turn to your Bibles to 1 Peter 5 or your iPads or phones, but don't start looking at your texts if you've got phones. <laughs> Likewise, you younger people, this is 1 Peter 5, um, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Day, we're looking at cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. Other translations say, cast your anxiety or your worries upon him, for he cares for you. Say to your neighbor on your left, the Lord cares for you. you. Say to your other neighbor, the Lord is caring for you. Hallelujah. I feel better myself. Lord God cares for me as well. Hallelujah. He cares for you. And it's so exciting that this series is is being continued. And, and, you know, when I was asked to come come along, the Lord gave me this word four weeks ago. And unbeknown to me, that that was the theme that the pastors of the house here were, were working on for February. So God is doing something. Hallelujah. Cast your care upon him for he cares for you. The Apostle Paul lightly wrote this um, at the time, at uh, the threshold of um, Nero, the crazy emperor in AD 64. And he appears to be quoting from Psalm 55. And let's turn to your Bibles just to have a quick skim through Psalm 55 because this is good to find out what Peter is actually saying. It's good to dig deep. Psalm 55 He says, verse 1, give ear to my prayer, O God, do not hide yourself from my supplication. Do you know sometimes when we're worried, when we're fearful, when we have so many cares and anxieties, and let's be frank, most of us do, if you're not, you you won't be here today, you'll be uh, buried in a grave. Do you know, thank God you've got worries in one, cares and worries, because you're alive, amen? Hallelujah. Let's see that, a different perspective. Glory to God. He is good. Say to your neighbor, he is good. good. Hallelujah. He says, do not hide yourself from my supplication. Sometimes we can think, God, where are you? Where are you? I'm facing this crisis, facing this trouble. My country is facing this uh, terrible things. And if we just look at the news, you can get so depressed by looking at what's going on. But God wants us not to worry. He wants us to cast the cares of all the BBC ITV, Channel 4, cast all the cares, all the challenges that this country is facing with the, you know, if you're not being, uh, facing challenges, which I'm sure many, most of you are, but there are many people that are, many families struggling with the huge interest rate rises, the, you name it, the high rents, those, those of you living in London, if you're not got a mortgage, you, or most, maybe some of you, praise God, have cleared your mortgage, but for many, many It's a challenge, but God is on the throne. He is your provider. Hallelujah. But he says here, do not hide from my supplication. Attend to me. Hear me. I'm restless in my complaint and I moan noisily. 
because of the oppression of the wicked. My heart, verse 4, is severely pained within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me. And, and sometimes we, in the, we can feel like that, can't we? Let's be honest. There needs to be a reality check. Sometimes we, we just pretend nothing happens, but mental illness is a big problem in this society, particularly amongst the West. We, we have so much, and yet, you know, compared to others in the world, but yet we're, many of us are full of anxiety and fear. That's not God's best, amen? Cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. He then says uh, he's got problems with family or fr- close friends. It's not an enemy, verse 12, who reproaches me, then I could bear it. Nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me, then I could hide from him. But it was you, a man, my equal, my companion, and my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God in the throng. Sometimes the hardest things, or the hardest cares and anxieties are when close friends let you down. But you know, we're called to forgive, Amen. We're called to deal with those issues. There's no room in your heart or my heart for unforgiveness. We don't want any blockages in this house, do we? We don't want to, because how you or me, how we react individually when we all come together, we can be a blockage to the corporate anointing here, which means that we can't afford to have unforgiveness in our, in our lives, bitterness, resentment. I sense here there's some people here, you've got issues with family members. God wants you to deal with those, amen? Especially fathers and mothers. Maybe they've even passed on. Sometimes we can become bitter and angry at how we've been treated, but the Bible says, honour your father and mother that it may go well with you. Some of our uh, worries and fears sometimes are directly linked to unconfessed sin, to resentment, anger. God wants us to bring, bring healing to our family relationships, maybe husband, wives, family breakups, siblings. God wants us to, he wants to bring healing to us so that we can move forward. And, you know, if you're full of unforgiveness, all these worries and fears, you just open the door for the enemy. He says here, verse 16, As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. He prays. But you know, right at the end of this psalm, which is where Peter quotes from, verse 20 says, to cast your burden on the Lord or cast your worries on the Lord. It's the same Greek word if you look at the Septuagint, the Old New Testament. Cast your burden or cast your worries on the Lord and he shall sustain you. Which is what Peter says, cast your care upon him for he cares for you. Do we know that worry makes you sick? It makes you sick if you look at the NHS uh, website. When we worry, and I'm quote, we put our health at risk. Well, I think we all know that, don't we? You know, when you're worried, you start, blood pressure goes up. And it says here, your adrenaline is released with other hormones, and it increases your heart rate and blood pressure. Sugars are released into our bloodstream, and this is called the fight or flight syndrome. And it can cause depression, digestive problems, headaches, muscle tension, pain, heart disease, high blood pressure, sleep problems, weight gain, and memory and concentration impairment. So we don't want that, do we, in our lives? Amen? Say to your neighbor, you don't want high blood pressure. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) 
Some of you might say, well, that, you don't know what my, my... I'm getting high blood pressure from that crazy boss that I serve. Or, or my, my husband or wife or that child. But praise God, we've got to look at how to deal with these issues. Gloria, I'm still reminded of that funny uh, story on YouTube, a clip where uh, this lady is wanting to get rid of all her worries and troubles, and one by one she opens her house and kicks her husband out, (laughs) bye-bye, and then she one by one gets her three kids, bye-bye, and then gets the pet dog out, (laughs) and then saying, well, that's not what God wants us to do, amen? There are some legitimate uh, responsibilities we have, but that's not worry and anxiety, amen? Glory to God. You know, some quotes on worry. Francis Chan says, worry implies that we don't quite trust God is big enough. Say to your neighbor, God is big. Hallelujah. He is a big God. In uh, Max Lucado says, no one can pray and worry at the same time. Hallelujah. No one can pray and worry at the same time. Which means, if you're full of anxiety and worry, get into prayer, get, get back into your cell group if you're not meeting, pray, get, get a WhatsApp group with your cell leaders and whatever, all your or discipleship groups. Hallelujah. In our church, we have a WhatsApp group. We're praying daily on a Monday to Friday, early in the morning before everyone goes to work. And we that will help. Prayer helps because you're moving forward. You're dealing with these things. Um, Corey Ten Boom, the famous uh, missionary um, who went through Ravensbrück concentration camp in, during the Nazi period in the 40s. She said, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of it. I wonder how many days that we've ruined because we've been worried. Amen? That's not God's best. You know, the definition of worry in the Greek, which is used, is called merimne. And it's made up of, they think it's made up of two words, merry, and it means divided, a noose, mind. So brought together, it means divided mind. When you have a divided mind, you can't operate properly. Amen? It's a battle. The ancient Greeks used the word merimno to describe worries of tormenting cares which belong to human life. Isn't that true? Tormenting cares. That's not from God. That's from the pit of hell. Tormenting cares. Tormenting cares. You know, the Greek poet Astrophanus, BC 446, is quoted as saying, the frivolous try to drown their cares in love or drink. It's the same word he uses, merimu. Another poet wrote, one can hardly live one's life without cares. They even disturb sleep. God wants his beloved to sleep well. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And also get up in the morning. Glory to God. See, not, none in this place, but I had challenges, and thankfully, none, not, hopefully my people aren't be listening to this sermon, but some struggle with getting up in the morning to join us in our early morning prayer. And, you know, laziness is a sin. Amen? And we, we've got to deal with these discipleship issues, which uh, is something that none of you, I'm sure, struggle with, getting up in the morning. Glory to God. But God wants his beloved to have sleep. And uh, we need to, God wants you to have his peace, his joy. Now, 
Where does this fear come from? It, it comes from the sin, the beginning of sin. Do you know the very first word that Adam said when he'd fallen into sin, when they took the, the fruit and rebelled against the Lord? He said, I was afraid in Genesis 3. You see, sin, which is basically means, it's like a, the, the Hebrew means missing the mark. It's not necessarily a wrong action, it's an attitude of the heart. That's our problem. Sin is doing things my way, as Frank Sinatra says in that famous uh, song, I did it my way, and, and quite a few godless funerals have that sung. I did it my way. Well, your way will lead you straight to hell. And there is a heaven, there is a hell. There is right, there is wrong. And we need to understand this word is your governor. Amen? Not society, not the government, not anybody else. It's the word of God. That's what I've been brought up with in this house 30 years under the ministry of Pastor Colleen and Amanda and other ministers as well. Pastor Wynne, glory to God. And this is this house where the word, we are based on the word of God. Amen? Not our feelings, not our emotions. And that's why there needs to be a mindset change in many of us that we say, Lord, let your will be done in my life. Let your kingdom come in my life. And I'm going to give you all of these cares and worries because they're hindering my life. They're hindering my walk. They're hindering my family. And I'm not going to be like the world full of worry, full of fear. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to deal with this? How am I going to deal with that issue? I'm going to trust my God. See, worry is often self-centered. It's all about me. Let's be honest, isn't it? It's usually when you're waking up late at night, you're usually worried about you. Amen? Let's, be, let's call a spade a spade. It's usually about me. Lord, what about me? You know, so what does the word say about worries? Number one, Jesus warned that we need to overcome these worries. They will choke the very life out of you. Look at this in Luke 8. He talks about in the parable of the sower. He said, some fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up with it and choked it. These worries will choke the very life out of you. They will kill you, literally. Even the medical doctors will tell you that. And we cannot afford to have this. There are some of us that need to say, God, change me. I'm not going to accept these worries and fears in my life. I will trust you. I will learn to trust you. And I will learn to submit myself to you. I will learn to humble myself before you and apply your word to my life and resist the enemy. Amen? Some of us need to look at our worries and say, in the name of Jesus, you are defeated. You will leave my life in the name of Jesus, and I am serving the living God day by day. I'm going to keep going to my cell group. I'm going to keep praising God. I'm going to keep coming here, praising him, honoring him, regardless of how difficult life is, regardless of the negative circumstances around me. I will still praise God. Amen? I will still love him. Jesus says in Luke 8, he interprets this. He said, now the ones that fell among thorns are those who even when they have heard go out and are choked with cares, riches and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. God wants you and I to be fruitful. Amen? One thing that I was taught in this house, that God wants us to be fruitful. Amen? To make disciples. And that is the vision of this house whoever is the leader of this house. God has called us to make disciples. 
Amen? We keep the main thing, the main thing. It takes years. One thing I used to think, oh, it would take a few. As a pastor for 30 years, I used to think, oh, it'd be easy just to disciple people. No, it's extremely hard. We had a couple in our church, bless them. It took them three, four years to finally understand that living together was a sin. Living together was a sin. Amen? Amen. It's fornication, by the way. If any of you are doing that, it's fornication, it's wrong, it's sinful, it's not God-honouring, and you cannot get the blessing of God in your life until you get married. Amen? Amen. Marriage is a holy institution. It's a covenant before God. And do you know what they finally said to me in the battles that they had? Bless them. They lost their certificates. Those of you know, trying to get married is a hard, trying to get all the paperwork together. And then they said, Pastor, I've lost it. <laughs> they lost all the stuff. And I said, well, we'll help you order your certificate. And they went through counselling, by the way, lots of it, marital counselling. So don't get married. Don't just inform your pastors, by the way. Uh, oh, by the way, Pastor, I got married yesterday. <laughs> well... No, that's not the way you need. You enter into marriage as a holy, it's holy. You humble yourself. I remember when Debbie and I, uh, we met here, by the way, so I believe God brings people together in the house of God, amen. I don't care how many, how many less, less with more men, less when, God wants you, the, has the right person for you, amen. Just be prepared and honour him and seek him. And I remember that we were, Debbie and I met her in this house and uh, we went through all sorts of counselling. I think, uh, I remember, we went through counselling anyway. And, uh, and, and that really helps. You need that foundation. Glory to God. So get, don't allow these cares to choke you. Jesus warns about this. Secondly, it's a command not to worry, by the way. Some of us, are, we worry because we're not worried. And then, isn't that true? You can actually think, why? There should be something I should be worrying about. You know, and you think, feel guilty, like, there should be something I've been worried about. No, praise God, there are the others that are pessimists. All they do is worry. Oh, what will this, uh, you know, God wants us not to worry. It's a command, by the way. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, Jesus says, I tell you, do not worry or have a divided mind about your life what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Hallelujah. You are alive today, Jesus says. You're alive. Glory to God. Say to your neighbor, you are alive. Hallelujah. You're alive. He says, get your perspective. Glory to God. So many over the years, we see people passing away. We lost someone dear in our fellowship We'd be doing a funeral in a couple of weeks' time. But she loved Jesus. And, you know, it's not what you get. You're not going to take anything with you except your relationship with Jesus. You're not going to take your money or lack of it, your debts. Thank God you don't bring your debts with you when you die. Someone else will pour in their family will deal with that. So make sure you leave a proper... Don't, your debts are cleared, Amen. Don't let your fat, poor family deal with all of that when you've passed away. Amen? And we're, truth is, we're all getting older. Hallelujah. But Jesus says, do not worry. And, you know, it's a command. When Jesus says something, let's make sure we obey. Amen? He says, do not worry. 
It's a word for some, all of us here today, but specifically some of you today. It's a command, therefore do not worry, because he will help you and equip you. Because whenever he says do something, he will help you. One of the marks of Jesus' sheep are that they hear his voice and follow him. Are you really, do you really belong to Jesus? Are you really his sheep? There are many that claim to, to love him, many that claim to, to honour him. But Jesus said many uh, are on that road of destruction. It's very easy to be on that road of destruction. Jesus said narrow is the way, difficult is the way. If anyone would come after me, let him take up his cross daily, die daily. That means that you say, Lord, let your will be done in my life, not my will be done. Some of us allow, have allowed ourselves to get in big trouble financially because we wanted what the Joneses have, you know, getting, keeping up with the Joneses. Well, that person's got a nicer car than me, therefore I'm going to get more debt by that car. Oh, I don't, I'm a bit dissatisfied with my house, I'm going to move up somewhere bigger. Bigger mortgage, bigger this, bigger that. So I'm going to get myself more debt. So when, whenever things happen, I'm going to get more pressure. So I'm going to have to work all the hours God sends, so I can't do this and I can't do that and put more pressure... And we need to repent. Some of us need to repent and say, Lord, forgive me, because I've caused my own worries. Amen? Some of us have entered business, I believe, and, and in the wrong way, because you felt it was a good idea, but you didn't pray about it, you didn't submit it to the leadership of the house here. You, you thought, oh, I'm going to do this, because it it's, seems right in my own eyes. You see, we're a body, and we need one another. Amen? God wants us to, to move forward. He wants us to get perspective. He wants us not to worry because we're not on our own. Say to your neighbor, you're not on your own. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Say to your other neighbor, you are so valuable in God's eyes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Some of you needed to hear that, praise God. And you know what? When you get home tonight or to this afternoon, you speak that word in the mirror. You say, praise God, you are valuable. God loves you so much. That's the word of God. Other people might not, but he does. Hallelujah. He says, you are valuable. You're more valuable than the birds. And Peter says, look, the Lord really cares for you. And you, you, some of us need revelation of that. Revelation. And it's a different word, by the way, that's used in the Greek. Remember the first word, cast your cares, it's merunmo, it means divided uh, mind. It's a negative word, usually a negative word in the New Testament. It's something we don't want to have. But it says, cast your cares on him for he cares for you. And the he cares for you bit is totally different. It's mellow, and it, and it means uh, to take care of something valuable. It's the same word that's used in John uh, 10, 13, where Jesus described the hired servants that uh, don't, don't care about the sheep. But he said, I'm the good shepherd. I care about my sheep. And if you have given your life to Jesus Christ, he paid for you in his blood. You are important. He died for you. You are more valuable than you have any idea. And he doesn't want you full of worry and fear. 
It comes from the very pit of hell. He is your good shepherd. Philippians 4 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Thanksgiving, when you're dealing with worry, will just start to help change your mindset, to stop that divided mind with that crippling spirit of uh, fear and worry and what will this happen and what will that... He says, start to thank the Lord. You know that old hymn that says, count your blessings, name them one by one. Glory to God. It's amazing. If you start thinking about what the Lord has done over your life, praise God. We all have can say that. Lord, I remember this. Hallelujah. I remember when my wife, wife years ago, we had a car accident. I saw the car tip over and the, and the Lord protected her. Yes, she had a bit of whiplash just before the launch of Living Waters and uh, the protection. I remember the time when my windscreen in the aeroplane was, uh, I've got a pilot's license, a small plane, and it, and it frosted up as I was approaching the runway. And I said, God, what do I do? I can't see. And, uh, and he... It's like when you can't see in an aeroplane and you're trying to land, it's horrible. Forget the instruments. This was just visual. And it was, it was all frosted up. It's just, and I felt the Lord steer the aeroplane away from the runway and look, and you can see it, and then line up. You see, Lord protects you, and I landed fine safely, as you can see I'm here. See, God, God is, he, he will, he's interested in every area of your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's, he's, he's a good God. I remember one time, that, and all of us can testify, oh, the goodness of God. We, we could be here for all week just saying what God has done for us. All the battles, all the strongholds, all the fears, overcoming them, how God has been faithful. My wife, bless her, suffered from a, uh, acute eczema for four, 30, 40 years, but God healed her. She constantly was trusting God. And those of you who remember her, remember the battles that she faced. But she was convinced that the Lord would bring her healing. Others would have given up. But you see, God is faithful. So whatever condition you have, keep trusting God. Keep, he will bring healing and deliverance as you put him first. She never gave up going to church. Others would. She kept going in the midst of pain. First thing in the morning seeking God. Nobody would have known but me and her and a few close friends. But God is faithful. I remember the doctors told us, oh, you, you can't have children. Ten years later, when we, this was a few years ago, now my son's grown up, uh, we, we could, Debbie conceived. Amen. We've got a lovely son, David. As you seek him first, all these things will be added unto you. Jesus says in Matthew 6, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be given to you. The word seek in the Greek means to pursue. You've got to actively pursue him. The time for mediocrity in our Christian faith has got to be over. As you know, there are other faith groups in this country that would love to take over, that would love to impose their will, love to tell you not to meet, and praise Jesus. So we, the times of mediocrity have to be over. Increase your prayer life. Increase the word. 
Increase, hang around with like-minded people. Amen? Amen. Work in your cell groups. Battle through. Stand with the leaders of this house. Keep praying. Keep praying and keep praying. Keep loving Jesus. Keep trusting him. Cast those cares upon him. Do you know, in conclusion, and I've got a lot more to say, but I won't because we're way over time now. He says, uh, you know, there's a Greek word that's used to cast your care. Cast. And it literally means only two, occurs only twice in the New Testament. First in that one Peter, but secondly in, in the time when the Gospels, where the people were welcoming Jesus on that donkey, uh, coming into Jerusalem as the Messiah. And it says here, they threw their cloaks on him. That is the picture that Peter was saying. You've got to take off these cares and throw them on him, literally. Active, throw them on him. Many a time I say, Lord, here's this trouble. I'll name it. It's a heavy burden, and I give it to you now. And I trust you. You're in control. Then I give him others, and others, and others. And do you know what? His peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and mind. And that's what we've got to do, friends. Learn to do that. Learn to do this in the secret place so that you, for your own health, because there are many battles going on, spiritual battles. This is a spiritual battle. And that's why it, uh, Peter says, you've got to stand against the enemy because the enemy would love to attack our minds. Cast your care on him, for he cares for you.